Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we have a special guest with us today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? It would be my pleasure. Oh, okay. My name is Reverend Patrick Burke. I'm yeah. a priest at St. Paul's Indianapolis and at St. Paul's on the Way in Broadway. Yeah, so about that, uh, um, uh, usually I say uh, we're broadcasting not live from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And this time around, uh, that's, n- n- that's not true. Uh, we are broadcasting elsewhere. Uh, not live. And, and also, but still not live. Still not live. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to uh, describe our surroundings? I'd love to, actually. So we're really, really happy to, to host you both here at St. Paul's on the Way. Uh, so St. Paul's on the Way is uh, is a space right on Broad Ripple Avenue. We are a mission of St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Indianapolis. And we are uh, kind of a third space, so an area um, to try to reach out to People in Broad Ripple that might not go to a traditional church, whether it be Episcopal Church or any other denomination, but just uh, it's, it's an attempt and a mission by the uh, the Episcopal Church to, to get out into the neighborhood in a new and a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been here. I'm relatively new, as you both well know, since I uh, came up through the system in Holy Family. We're very yeah. proud of that. Well, uh, some of us are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I've I've been here since uh, uh, about the beginning of March, and Fantastic. so we're uh, we're we're starting to get our feet underneath us and uh, and start to do some events. And one of the things that we're we're looking to do is uh, is host some more podcasts, create mm-hmm. some more podcasts, um, and we've got several other uh, different types of ministries and outreach uh, work in the community. So. We're going to be uh, on the Broad Ripple Village Art Walk, which will be the third Thursday of every month from 5 to 8. So please come on by. We will have different artists, hopefully every month, but we will be uh, up and running uh, the third Thursday in May. So you're welcome to come by the site. For those of you who have not been to Broad Ripple for um, art walks or any of the other kind of community events, it's a really exciting way to, to get around the, the village, to meet different businesses, and to uh, see some great art. There's some fantastic fantastic artists here in Broad Ripple. So we're we're hoping to kind of incorporate into that artistic community and and start to to bridge the gap between art and faith and and have some of those conversations. So so whether it's art and faith or nature and faith or animals, um, there's a lot there's a lot of physical activity like Mm -hmm. you know running, cyclists, things like that, Mm -hmm. all those different ways that people um, express themselves as human beings. We're, we're looking to, to get into those areas and have conversations about how those things can interact with faith um, and start to bring faith conversations outside of the walls of the church mm-hmm. and into specifically the neighborhood of Broad Ripple. So that's essentially what the, the mission of the, the facility is and, uh, and St. Paul's on the way here in, in Broad Ripple. Yeah, it's a great location. Uh, we, we're looking out windows. We're seeing cars yeah. and people passing by. Uh, uh, you're you're centrally located across from a, a fantastic bar. Yeah, there's a great great <laughs> well, taco shop underneath. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, there's. But a, we're we're right next to Broad Ripple Tavern, right uh, uh, right above Ralphie's Tacos and Somnia mm-hmm. Cookies, which. Well, I gotta say they're pretty good. So, <laughs> if you're coming by, at least go get some cookies because they're they're good. So, so if uh, so, what it, what seems like to me, uh, if if people would like to help you out, you specifically out in this ministry, uh, uh, we're gonna have to buy you bigger clothes. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. And feel free. I mean, if if for some reason you wanted to stop by Hubbard and Cravens and grab a coffee, or if you happen to go buy insomnia cookies and you brought those by. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> uh, that, I, I'm sure you wouldn't, uh, and, and I'm sure a, a fantastic and deep, meaningful conversation would ensue uh, between bites. Absolutely. <laughs>
<laughs> well, very good. Well, that, thanks for uh, for having us out here and and to uh, to uh, record uh, today. Yeah. What a, what a great opportunity to get out of our uh, normal space and, and yeah. uh, do something a little bit different. So uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate you coming by. Yeah, happy to host you anytime. Uh, and, and we'll probably take you up on that, considering the tacos and the cookies and the beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and good coffee. And, and good, good coffee. coffee. Down, down the street. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, speaking of, uh, what a great, what a fantastic segue. Uh, we, we're going we're to jump right into our, our, our sponsor uh, today. Uh, Shortcut to Sunday is brought to you by He Is Risen Coffee. <laughs> oh, my. Get up and out of bed with the special blend of Arabica beans and cardamom. This seasonal dark roast is sure to get the neurons firing and the dry bones and sinews moving. At 400 milligrams of caffeine per cup, he has risen coffee is sure to put the pep in your step and the light in your heart. Indeed. If Christ is risen, you have no excuse. Remember, he is risen coffee. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Speechless, and we shall end and there. Again, it's the week after Easter. <laughs> you have two priests here with slightly muddled brains. <laughs> so two hours from now, we'll be ha 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 ha. You get it. I'm sure I will get more of a, uh, that was dumb. <laughs> no, I, I feel like I could have used some of that he has risen coffee. He has risen coffee. Whatever coffee I had was not. <laughs> insufficient. Insufficient. Uh, so uh, as as we then transition over to our readings uh, this week, uh, I'm going to kind of do something that we haven't done yet because uh, um, really it's the reading in John uh, that holds a whole bunch of uh, uh, a whole bunch of uh, interesting things to talk about. So we're going to not to to uh, uh, skimp necessarily on the readings for April 28th, uh, but uh, uh, so the the reading in Acts is kind of just a uh, an over uh, a, a story about uh, uh, the Peter and the apostles getting chastised, and they respond, "Nah." And uh, there's a lot more depth and a lot yeah. more acts. No, I'm pretty sure that's all I'm reading in here. That's, that's all I'm reading. Yeah. Uh, um, yep. um, uh, but but kind of a it would, which is kind of an interesting pairing this close to Easter uh, because you kind of feel like reinvigorated and like. Peter and the apostles yeah. are kind of like, no, we can't really stop ourselves. Uh, you know, it, he, he, he's risen. We got to go. Um, and, uh, and then a revelation. Because they had he is risen coffee. <laughs> yes. It, that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I said. And, uh, and then the revelation is, is, uh, is, is, you know, talking about the, uh, uh, you know, the kingdom and, and, and uh, uh, you could spend eons. We on could do an entire podcast Revelation. just on Absolutely. Revelation. Oh, series. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So, Which, maybe someday. we should plan that down the road. Uh, yeah. it, it, I think a lot of people would enjoy a, a deep discussion of what in the world is this book about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, there we go. Uh, there's a podcast. We're going to shelve that. For yes, yes. We're going to shelve that. We'll come back for a different podcast. Can I give a one. teaser? Sure. The most effective way I've heard of experiencing the book of Revelation mm-hmm. is to sit outside and read it as the sun rises. Hmm. And you have the sense of a new dawn, oh. a new beginning of all oh. creation. Interesting. Because that's really one of the deepest themes in the book of Revelation that if you're reading it in the wrong mindset, it can be awfully hard to miss. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's yeah. So, I don't think, I, I have to admit, I don't think I've read Revelation at dawn. But I could see a nice cup of his risen coffee. Yes. Hot. Book of Revelation. <laughs> Piping We're cup. Of, yes. How much do we get paid every time we mention that? <laughs> uh, uh, ten yeah. times zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ten times. So we're on to John twenty. Yeah, yeah John twenty. Uh, uh, this week we we, uh, we we start the reading at verse nineteen, verse thirty one, uh, through all the way through thirty one. Uh, um, Patrick, would you like to read that, or you want me to? Sure, or? go ahead. Go for it. And just a reminder: this is immediately following the gospel reading from last week. Yes, which takes place on. Easter. I, I kind of figured that was a sermon, but fair enough. Yeah, I wasn't sure who that one was teed yeah. up to. I yeah. was like, am I the dumb one in this scenario that is supposed to respond? I can't uh, remember. Well, I mean, it would, because in, in many churches, Easter readings are read week after week after week, right. we can forget that we're all just repeating what took place one, two, three weeks before. Right. That is true. That is true. And and we do, and Easter's pretty big. Uh, 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 event. Uh, if you were talking about like you know the fifth Sunday of Pentecost, then maybe I might be like, oh, was that the fifth? Was that the fourth? Right. I can't remember. So, so immediately before this, we have Mary finding the empty tomb and the gardener scene, and yes. So, uh, John twenty verse nineteen. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the marks of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. So much better read than, than what I do. I'm going to have to hire you. Um, so, so the, uh, uh, of course, it doesn't pay. So uh, just as an FYI. Uh, the, so the first thing that, that, I, that always strikes me with this, uh, with this story uh, is that the um, you 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 feel as though like okay so so Jesus comes to the disciples and they're kind of hidden away, but if you read specifically like not only that he just flat shows up in a room locked doors locked yeah. doors yep full special effects yes yes I just and just. I imagine terrifies the crap out of, <laughs> out of the uh, the disciples because suddenly, poof, he appears. Here he is. Uh, and uh, um, uh, 
so I, I imagine there's some editor, editorializing here where they, they well, let's just skip the part where, you know, you know, I, I soil myself and we go right into <laughs> the uh, first Easter. You know, <laughs> and we go right into the, yeah, they're much rejoicing, but, uh, um, uh, but yeah, it's, I, so the, the, the apostles or the, the, the disciples are, are, um, still fearing for their lives. They've already, I'm kind of struck by how this kind of mirrors a little bit of the initial story where the, 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 the women who went to the, the tomb and came and told them, um, they doubted. And then in mm-hmm. this story, Jesus comes to them and the, the, all the disciples except, uh, uh, Thomas, uh, got to see him and they tell Thomas and Thomas doesn't believe him just very similarly like the story right. before. Um, but, uh, but, uh, so, so what's, a lot of us have heard the story of doubting Thomas over the years. Um, what is, what is something, uh, um, what, what would you say about this, this reading that maybe we haven't, maybe we lose track of a lot, or maybe that we, uh, that, that we haven't really heard before because it's kind of a, you know, it's a child's tale that, well, I shouldn't say child's tale cause that's not necessarily true, but it, you know, it's a tale that we've heard since we were children. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, so, so. How does this, what do we say about this? I think it says more about us that we always tend to focus on doubting Thomas. Yeah. Than it says, than what John is really intending. That's my take. Well, let's, Uh, let's delve into that. What is, what is John really intending from this reading? Well, I think you pointed it out, that parallel, Mary and Peter and the beloved disciple in the story immediately preceding this, see the empty tomb. Mary encounters the risen Jesus, Mm -hmm. tells the disciples they're still holed up in fear. Mm-hmm. It's not until they experience Jesus that now they believe, despite Jesus even telling them beforehand in chapter 14, hey, I'm coming back. Right. You're going to see me again. Doesn't, right. doesn't matter. They still don't believe until they see. And Thomas gets the same treatment. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the encounter with Jesus that evokes the belief. And yet... Thomas is the one who's maligned for doubting, but mm-hmm. he's following the same pattern that everyone before him. The same kind of human. Yeah. And so it's this, and, and John, at least to me, is very sensory, right? We're always mm-hmm. being told Jesus is the bread of life, you know, the, the sight, the smells, the touch. It's that touch that's so intimate with Thomas and it evokes belief. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it just, it, all, it evokes to me that this is about encountering Jesus despite. Are, you know, the disciples, imagine the despair, the fear, the uh, the loathing of themselves they've got to be feeling. They've, mm-hmm. they've abandoned Jesus at this point. Yeah, Peter's denial is still yeah. ringing in Peter's ears. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, and yet, there's no chastising them. Jesus is not calling them out. What's, mm-hmm. what's he say to them? Peace be with you. Right. He, he, and then he breathes Ruach, the spirit of life, upon them. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, this, in this evocation of Genesis and Ezekiel. I mean, it's it's... It, it, I think this says more about who Jesus is when the chips are down for us than it ever says about Thomas. Thomas just happens to be the one who gets named in the story. Right. You know? well, yeah, and unlike in the other Gospels, Thomas has a, a pretty strong role throughout the Gospel of John. This mm-hmm. is the fourth or fifth time that he appears in it. And most of the time he is the guy who says the right thing in opposition to Peter saying the wrong thing. Right. And so it was in some ways remarkable in the setup of the story that Thomas was not there when Jesus appears. Like, mm-hmm. 
Couldn't Jesus count? They weren't all there yet. Why is he appearing? And then when Thomas does get the chance to see Jesus, he first of all does not stick his hand in his side or through his um, palms or something. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't carry through with his uh, threat or ultimatum. And then says the greatest words in the Gospel of John, my Lord and my God. Mm -hmm. you know, that he, the doubting, who we call down Thomas, actually is the one among the men who gets Jesus first, understands Jesus first, almost throughout the Gospel, but especially in, after the crucifixion mm -hmm. in Jesus' resurrection times. Yeah. And we kind of view, uh, um, in, in, a, in a way, we view this story through Thomas because it's the the only character in the story that we can actually uh, uh, relate to having, you know, having an opportunity, have it, not in that, the fact that he has the opportunity to finally see uh, Jesus, but in the fact that initially he didn't. Right. Uh, which is the way that we view this story and this mm -hmm. book and this Testament and this Bible mm -hmm. uh, through uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, uh, um, well, and, 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 doesn't it also really, whether it's it's this community that, that, that John comes out of, or it's, it's one specific author, whatever it is, this, this text, this, this event, really, it nails it, nails it right on the head about how we struggle with the resurrection. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and this, I'm not going, and, and especially now, you know, think postmodern where it, everything, we're so scientific in how we want to view and, and understand things empirically. And, and that, but that issue of faith transcends all these centuries for, and, and, and John just nails it on the head, like, okay, wait a minute. What does it really get to, to believe in the risen Jesus? Mm -hmm. And this question that Thomas poses, or this doubt that Thomas poses, however you want to frame it, is, is really speaking, at least for me, it speaks to me about the, the darkest place that I live in my faith of, I want to believe Right. But I've not encountered the risen, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think that really just speaks to the, the primal doubt that we all have in faith. And by actually saying doubting Thomas, we're just reflecting back our sure. own, you know, our own struggle and our own doubt. And if we could just look at it and say, you know what, doubt is so integral to faith. Let's just take that off the table. But this is not about doubt somehow making you less of a believer. Take it off the right. table and just say, we all doubt. Right. And Thomas speaks right. for all of us. And he's just voicing that which rang in the heart of all the other disciples. He's just strong mm -hmm. enough to actually voice it. He's like, like, like you said, Bruce, he's doing this throughout the gospel. Right. But yeah. When Jesus is talking about all the rooms that are being prepared, mm -hmm. Thomas is like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. How, how are we going to know how to get there? Right. right. And he's, mm -hmm. That's his role in the gospel is to mm -hmm. voice these primal fears or these questions that the disciples have. Fundamental questions. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I think it's I think it's also important to point out that uh, the at least uh, the way that this is written, the, the, the doubt itself is not written in such a way that it's you know, we always think that that's like like you said, is that that was a bad thing. Yeah, that's not what this says. No, it doesn't say that at all. Right. No. Uh, um, because it, it's just it, this verse is is pointing more towards uh, it doesn't necessarily say that, you know, Doubt is 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 healthy and a good thing, but it does kind of imply that that's the natural part of the process. It, to to use the imagery of this morning's gospel, it doesn't keep Jesus from being in the room with you. Right, yeah. right. 
still there. Yeah. Um, so um, now I am I am a little miffed at uh, uh, John for putting in chapter thirty or chapter thirty verse thirty, uh, which is kind of a teaser. Uh, shame on you, John. Uh, he did many other signs in the presence of uh, of his disciples, which aren't written in this book. Ooh, but what are those? <laughs> why? Why would you do that to me? Uh, but uh, but uh, well, just in case you still have any more doubt and you want more evidence of what's going on right. here, it's there. Trust us. Right. Trust, Trust us. It's there. Trust us. It's there. But uh, but but uh, I think. Um, I, Perhaps, uh, you know, to give him an out, uh, uh, verse 31 is the reason why he even bothers putting that in there. Uh, well, which is... and, and there's scholar, I mean, there's a lot of scholars that will tell you that this is the original ending of mm. the text. Of and the that's the, John. Right. Yeah. And then what comes after at the, at the seashore with, with the fish and, and the meal, mm-hmm. that's that's a later edition. Oh, interesting. So which so people did say, wait, tell us some more. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, there was this one Yeah, there's time. also this other yeah. encounter. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it also begs the question of how many encounters with the risen Jesus do these disciples, who had spent, in John's gospel, three years with him yep. in ministry, yeah. living with him, seeing the miracles, looking at people's lives not only changed you know, spiritually, but physically in many cases in the Gospel mm-hmm. of John. These signs that he's doing are miraculous, and they still, the, the ending of the book was not enough. We still had right. to add one more sure. encounter Absolutely. with the risen Christ just to make sure. We need an encore. Yeah, yep. we, exactly. Well, and it, 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 it you know, there, there a little bit of inference, I suppose, on my part, but uh, um, as you read some of these stories, uh, both in the Gospels and and, and and in some of the other books, it, it really does seem to paint the picture that, Jesus in his risen form, in a lot of instances that get recorded, really give individuals their due, like their own experience with him. It's a lot of, there's a lot of very personal uh, uh, interactions. And I would imagine there's a lot more of those that were, were not recorded. Like very, you know, I can imagine, uh, uh, you know, what was, what was uh, Jesus' interaction with his own parents? And, and yeah. you know, certainly that was not. Hey, amongst all of you, <laughs> I'm now appearing. It that would you know, there. I'm sure that there were a lot of stories that were not uh, not included, and maybe some of them because of a very personal nature uh, um, would be would be uh, uh, kind of withheld. And like that's yeah, that's a neat way to think about it. And yeah, and it is so different from say the synoptic gospels, the first three gospels, where. There almost always is a massive crowd hearing whatever Jesus is saying. Right. Thousands who need feeding. And after the resurrection, when you think it would be the time to draw millions, right. doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Th- think of Emmaus, right? I yeah. mean, the, the Lucan story of the road to Emmaus is, mm-hmm. is very much in that same Right. Thing. Two yeah. people yep. get to experience in yeah. that case. And I think part of that is that, that model, that image, that um, metaphor for us today that Jesus, the risen Christ, will appear, probably not with special effects, mm-hmm. but to anyone who opens their hearts. And it will be a very personal experience, just like yeah. what you were saying, that may not ever make it into a book, probably won't ever make it into a book, but that doesn't make it any less genuine, meaningful, or part of God's love for the world. Right. Yeah, You know, it's interesting you say that, because I think about... Um, some of the things that I've, I know I've wrestled with, and I, I hear this echoed with others who have wrestled with this too, that when you have, whether it's a mystical experience or something that happens in the world, in your, in, in your life, and you're like, 
is that God? Right. Like, well, like was that Who just something? That? Yeah. It, this gives some context to that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay to like not know for sure. Right. I mean, these are right. again. We know the personal relationships these folks had with Jesus. Mary doesn't recognize him. Yeah. In, yeah, in, in the reading we had last week during it seems to be a common theme. Yeah. With yeah. Those, she thinks with those he's the I mean, so it, it gives at least for me personally, it's give at, at some of those times again where that doubt just creeps right in. Right. And is right there present with you, and you're like, it's okay. Yeah. Peace be with you. Right. Yeah. I think that's the, the key resurrection phrase from the Christ is peace be with you. Yeah, it seems to be his, uh, he, he does have to, initially when I read it, uh, I, I thought that that was, uh, that was the, the, the author's uh, uh, referencing to, he had to calm him down a little bit. Oh, I think that is true too. <laughs> yeah, it's the. Peace, take, take a breath. Yeah. It's okay. Everyone sit down. Yes, it's me. <laughs> it does. Next time you do the, the peace in your, in your local congregation. It does bring a different dynamic to that when, yes. when the officiant, the celebrant, the priest, whoever it is, says, "The peace of the Lord be with you." Yeah. This is what is being referenced yeah. scripturally, yeah. and that you know, it's not just a phrase to get everybody up to hug. This is this is something really deep mm-hmm. that trans. And we think about how this this particular passage it's read at Pentecost as well for the same reason, right? Mm-hmm. The sending out that goes with this phrase with him breathing yeah. on them. This, yeah. this is a piece that transforms people's lives so much that they go out into the world. Thomas is a perfect example, right? right? Go out into the world to evangelize, to transform unjust systems, all those things that being embodied with the message of the gospel and with the Holy Spirit do for us. Mm-hmm. That's what's embodied with peace be with you. Yeah. It's a sending right. phrase. Absolutely. As well mm-hmm. as a phrase of personal revelation. Yeah. That's an interesting way to think of that. Yeah, I, I suppose I don't, I don't know if I've ever thought of it that way as a as a, a, a more of a kind of implies kind of a, a commandment of and share that mm-hmm. oh, peace yeah. be with you and carry that with you always. This to... is the this is the the end of Matthew's gospel. The way we always talk about is the Great Commission. This is yeah. the Great Commission in John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just phrased a little bit differently it's right. through the through the lens of the Johannine community. It's, yeah. it's a little different take than Matthew, but it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I like the way that uh, that this is, as you pointed out, it's not exactly the the, the actual ending that we know in John anymore because uh, they did ta- mm-hmm. they taxed. Now I'm I'm learning that they've taxed stuff on, um, <laughs> but I kind of like it. Um, so that's the extended edition, right? This is the this is the Peter Jackson uh, the extended, director's cut. Uh, director's <laughs> cut. Uh, I kind of like the original ending. Well, it's um, kind of like Mark. I mean, Mark's the same. Yeah. Mark's yeah. very much the same way. But I mean, it, you know, I like the ending. These are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through be- believing you may have life in his name. So the, 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 the telling of these stories, uh, uh, it, it, in a way, my interpretation of, of verse 31 is everything that you've read in this book up to this point, don't be so blinded that you can't you're looking at the trees but can't see the forest that all of this is told to chronicle what has happened so that you understand step by step how we get to this point and the point is here at the end yeah the point is the resurrected lord and messiah and the point is that um Everything that he had commanded up to that point, if you do, if you were doing a kind of a movie, you would do a kind of a, you know, a flashback yeah. montage yeah. of remember how everything was talking about um, uh, uh, not establishing uh, a, a physical overthrowing kingdom here on earth. 
and not about um, um, uh, personal gain and and earthly riches. And this is this is all about how we interact and treat with treat each other, and that we're building a kingdom of God uh, here on earth, you know, and in heaven at the same time, which is the probably the is the reason he doesn't appear to. giant crowds of people because that was not the point if you if he did then it would be like that guy can't die (laughs) let's go uh let's 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 put him up against this gladiator let's see what a lion can do or or let's go that'd be the sequel let's go back to pilot let's go back to conscious and see what he thinks now you know, uh, let's let's uh, let's maybe well, make a march on, but, on but, Rome. But, but think about yeah. but think about. I mean, Jesus frames the idea of power in such a different way than yeah, that. right. And this Absolutely. is just embodying that yeah. that right. message. And so it's helpful to, to to keep in mind that the power of Jesus is different than how we understand. Right. right. Which yeah. is the which is it, it, yeah. I, I think I've said it once before in in, in one of our podcasts. Is I I really enjoy how. Um, the the story of the Gospels uh, um, depict uh, the disciples as just constantly getting it wrong, and like like arguing about who's going to be first mm-hmm. in the kingdom, and arguing about this, and like and 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 wondering you know what's the palace going to look like, yeah. and like all this all these things. Do I get my own room? And it really it really is 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 uh, uh, enjoyable to me to, to to live a little vicariously through them because that's you know that's our that's yeah. the earthly self that we all right. share in these stories of like you know what do i get out of it and when when do we get to you know be recognized stand up and be recognized mm-hmm. and be and when do we gain power and how are we going to rule and mm-hmm. nope not the point not the right. point not the point you're missing the point and he tells them that every time and i i love that about those stories is that cuz we do you know, we fall into the same traps constantly here. Yeah, as churches, uh, as individuals, as other yeah. institutions. Yeah, Again, Just, yeah. that's not the point. No, <laughs> it's it's that second layer, or maybe it's even farther down than that, of really understanding God's grace. Yeah, yeah. that even for these individuals that go on to do, I mean, they are the the heroes of our faith. And yet they come from not only humble beginnings as we would understand it in terms of what they did for a living and all those things, but from their, where they come from a faith perspective, they don't get it. Right. They don't yeah. get it. And so when, when we struggle, when, we, when we're wrestling with that stuff, we see that in the, in the Hebrew Bible too. I mean, these, oh, yeah. these, all, these struggles the are played are like, out. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jacob physically wrestling with God. I mean, yeah. it's just, it just over and over again. It's like, yeah. it, it's okay. And Jesus, his response to that is, peace be with you. Mm-hmm. You're right. still loved. You're still, it's, it's okay. Keep working at it. Yeah. Right. Just, just, just keep working at it. Just, just keep trying to to get closer and to open yourself up and empty yourself of these things, and that's there will be a room in God's house for you. And what's interesting with within Christianity is that we so often have totally gotten off track on these on, on yeah. these teachings. So that and. Every denomination, I think, has done it. Oh, sure. We're all guilty of it. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. That we want the best-looking vestments to wear on a Sunday morning. No, 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 that one matters. (laughs) That one matters. I don't know where you're going (laughs) with this, but you've lost me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and reform movements through the centuries Mm -hmm. that had these ideals in mind and then eventually... Veer off and start buying the big house houses for themselves, or mm-hmm. um, probably the worst example—not the worst, but a bad example 
would be folks that think that the way that you learn whether or not God is loving you enough and you love God enough is how much stuff you have, yeah. physical mm-hmm. possessions. Yeah. And that's, that's, once again, really popular in, the, in mm-hmm. not just the United States, but in a lot of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, and even, even pulling the, us away from these teachings and the ties between Christianity and political power, yeah, all over the place, right? I mean, it's just it, it, we we want to we want to understand power as we understand it, mm-hmm. and, and, and as we want to have it. exactly, exactly, right. and then and Jesus just consistently is trying to empty us of that, yes. Right. But it happens at the individual level, which again, it's to your point originally, yeah. That these these events, these encounters, are happening with individuals, with small groups. That's where Jesus meets us. You know, it's it's not to say that worshiping in large communities is a bad thing, but it's still that individual faith journey that is the right. backbone of Christian faith, and I think has been from the beginning and will always be. That's and but there's the counterbalance as well that no one can do it alone, right? Because mm-hmm. after a while, we turn it into an echo chamber of our own prejudices or desires. And so we do need a a healthy spiritual community to help us get back on track and to grow further. Takes a little bit of both. Uh, Jesus shows in in, in his ministry that 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 was was how he had to do it. He had, had, you know, Mm -hmm. he had large crowds and he had interpersonal moments. And it really does take both and and our our call i guess is 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 no different it takes right a little bit of both Absolutely. getting the message you know a, a message out to a crowd uh like this podcast or you mm-hmm. know, i suppose you could even see it uh, as more of an interpersonal and at times this podcast is an individual experience <laughs> <laughs> i am on an island uh, <laughs> but since we have he is risen coffee yeah, that's right. Involved. We're going to be fine. And we'll it has come. Fine. It yeah. has come full circle. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, we definitely want to encourage then people to come and and uh, and join us then on uh, this Sunday. Holy Family is eight and ten. St. Paul's is. So St. Paul's has three Sunday morning services: seven forty-five, uh, nine o'clock, and eleven fifteen. Very good. Join us, and we'll say peace be with you, and also with you, and also with you. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us this week for for the uh, podcast for April 28th, 2019. And we really appreciate the opportunity to host. If anybody out there is looking for a space to host a an event that involves learning more about what it means to be a Christian, learning what it means to be a better human being, feel free to contact us at St. Paul's on the way. My name is Patrick Burke, and uh, we'll be happy to, to host you as well. This is... Uh, a great opportunity for us. We appreciate it very yeah, much. Yeah, no, we're happy to be here. Uh, so, so we'll join you next week. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm Bruce. And I'm Patrick. And I'm here, Patrick. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.